The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fine shows such as The Guy Huddle, Language of Bromance, and Dave's Nerd Compendium at podbros.com, and on Twitter at, at @podbrosnetwork. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Blokebusters Podcast. Welcome to episode 46 of the Blokebusters Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Paul. Today we're going to be talking about Whiplash. Indeed but, we are. But, but first a little business, sir. Yes, just a little bit of business out of the way. Um, let's see. Please do follow us on Twitter at Blokebusters. And I mean that as in at the at symbol Blokebusters. It's one of those. I sense a cross-eyed Brian coming. Oh, yeah, there goes. <laughs> at, at Blokebusters. Okay. I think at, they understand the at. Yes. So, well, I would, I would imagine so, but you never know. You might get the one person that's like, well, at Depends where they're Wait, at. Wait, is that a thing? What? <laughs> Depends where they're at. Yes, probably. <laughs> and obviously we're on Facebook as well, dot com slash Blokebusters. Or you can send us an email about... How good we are, how rubbish we are, <laughs> anything really. Somewhere in between. Yes, uh, the, the only thing we would rather not get is a Nigerian prince trying to share money. The only reason for that is that the exchange rate isn't very great right now, so, you know. Uh, yeah, and, you know, and I'm, uh, you know, all my money is tied into one already. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> I can't take on another Nigerian it, prince. Yeah, exactly. So, sorry any future Nigerian princes I want to one send us money. Uh, but that will be at blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com. And then we have a website, which I we try do. and keep updated <laughs> as much as possible, but sometimes I can't. And it's a website. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, you need to have one. Yeah, you don't need yeah. to. It's, yeah, we're, we're moving away from websites, I think. But <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. So the website is blokebusters.webs.com. But yes, Twitter definitely at the moment is the best way to best get a hold way, of us. Yes. Uh, and to get a response and to and for us to see your feedback. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's really nice when we get stuff from people saying I don't know, how much they like it or talking about just having fun. And quite frankly, we just love talking about movies. That's why we do this. So if you want to talk about a movie, just... Hit yeah. us up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blockbusters, give us our thought, and we'll more than happy to have a discussion about it. <laughs> For good or worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All <laughs> right, so how'd this, how's this, how'd this movie do? All right, well, let's see. Written and directed by Damien Chazelle, which mm. is a, a lovely last name there. <laughs> yes, I love the Chazelle show on Comedy Central <laughs> before he went crazy and moved to uh, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. The budget for this was $3.3 million. Uh, yeah. Yeah? I, I believe it. <laughs> and the box office as of March 1st was $13,166,092. I think. Turnaround. Yeah. I think that just about $12 million of that is US domestic. I don't think yeah. it did that. Usually well, outside of well, probably didn't see many screens outside. No, yeah, <laughs> I I know it was out in the UK. I don't know how long for. I don't think it was one of those really long runs. So. And now that it has some Oscars attached to it, it um, yeah, might new, get another a re-release overseas. Either that so. or the DVD and Blu-ray. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, on demand's gonna blow up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I guess I should 
tell you what this film is about. Sure. I mean, you know, we, we could just start talking about it. But, uh, <laughs> oh, why why uh, not see if a contemporary website has well, something to say about uh, it? Well, I'm going to try to... As far as I understand, it's it's about the making of the soundtrack of Birdman. So, I think <laughs> that... Unless I saw a different movie. <laughs> Perhaps I did. Something along those lines, yeah. Okay. So this, this there was is, a lot of drumming in yeah. Birdman, Paul. I don't know if you know that. Ah, well, so, so you're saying this isn't a sequel to Crash, then? That's <laughs> no, very immediate, yes. It's, it's not the sequel, it's the, just in between, yeah. Yeah, it's the bit it's just, with, just before the lawyer gets Crash to the car. It's Crash 1.5, and Recovery is then the, the yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's about um, this young, promising drummer student uh, who enrolls in a top cutthroat uh, conservatory, musical academy, and uh, his instructor will just basically stop at nothing to get the best out of his students. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what you get. Yeah, well... That and a lot of jazz music. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> uh, now, I, I wanted to ask you, I mean, obviously the main crux of the film for the teaching standpoint is how much is too much when it comes to mm. that stuff. Like, Obviously... In the film, you see some what people would say excess. <laughs> hey, maybe pushing too hard, but mm-hmm. would you would you disagree with his thinking at least behind um, this? I will say I think we'll try something new here. I think we'll just go through the cast as we discuss the characters. Yeah. So the character you're speaking of is J.K. Simmons, or that is the actor is J.K. Simmons who plays Fletcher. Yes. Um, but- and so you're asking, do I think he goes too far in generally? Well, or where is that line? Do, well, do, do you think that what he was trying to do and the way he went about doing it was wrong? Or do you think that him trying his very best to get the stuff out and going to extremes? I mean, obviously, there's the argument there of the stress that he's putting the kid under. But then yeah. he gives the I argument mean, later that that's the way you get... That, that's the way you also get him getting into a traffic collision and blood pouring down his face and still trying to run and make it back in time. Very true. You also get that. <laughs> yes. So, so, so where, where do you think that line is? Um, I, I think it, it's an individual kind of situation because different people have different stress points. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I think you just have to be a good be able to read people well and if you, you sense that someone is stressed out or freaking the fuck out <laughs> probably dial it back a bit i definitely would say physical uh anything physical is too far right um but he verbally abuses him most of this movie yeah well uh, I, I don't think there's he does smack in that one you know multiple times in that one scene but well yeah but aside from that one scene which mm-hmm. i think the main character was actually more okay with that mm-hmm. than be, than finding it more difficult to deal with the mm-hmm. verbal and emotional side of it. So I I don't think that that one scene was over the top. Obviously the well, middle of the film, the the car crash was definitely a point where you start to realise maybe he is pushing this kid a bit too yeah, far. But I mean also the the, the kid, Miles Teller, who yep. we're talking about, um, <laughs> the spectacular now, see it if you haven't seen it, yep. fantastic mo- movie uh, with Shailene Woodley, um, who you might know from The Fault in Our Stars as well, but he's <laughs> just absolutely incredible in this film as well, 
And but where I was going with that is that he is not completely innocent either. He is a bit of an asshole. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not like he's just oh I want to be a drummer someday, and oh this this guy's being mean to me. He's a bit of a prick. And yeah, <laughs> very much. So. And um, still has a diva complex. So. Yeah, and you know he's very immediately gets a sense of ego once he's <laughs> accepted into this uh, main band or whatever you know yeah um like oh this is my spot i'm the i'm your drummer and you know i'm just <laughs> kind of telling jk simmons what's what so which, which is a bit odd i think because i mean obviously the ego is the thing at play there but the way he got into the band was by replacing the current drummer mm-hmm. and then he immediately thinks that that will never happen to him like, no. that's Mm-hmm. definitely a bit of denial in there as well <laughs> on top of everything else like, yeah. <laughs> no, you, you could be replaced just as easily as the last guy so what's the, what's the thing there obviously you find out throughout the film that he is looking to be the best drummer one of the greats yeah he, not just a great drummer one of the greats <laughs> yeah with the the scene where he breaks up with his very brief girlfriend uh, yeah. who's played by Melissa Benoist I'm not. No, I don't know if I'm saying that name correctly, but probably. Also, I'd like to just say that that scene would never happen in real life. <laughs> no man has the balls to actually say that. Well, and also, I want to say the girlfriend character is pointless. The she, only reason I mean, she is in there is to show that he's willing to give up stuff. That is why she's there. Yeah, but it's like you introduce this character where they clearly like each other. They go on, as far as we know, one date, and then... <laughs> that we see, yeah. That we see. Yeah. So she is on screen, I think, a total of maybe five minutes in the film. Uh, a little less than Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> just a third of the Beetlejuice, don't know. Yeah. But I would argue that you could have easily done the giving things up with, you know, maybe him stopping going to the film with his dad him uh, stopping doing anything other I, than eat drum eat yeah. drum like the well I think nature. it had to be a romantic relationship because it shows he's willing to give up his personal happiness for his professional glory I guess yeah, and, that, and the one thing that I really did like about towards the end is that even when he he reaches out and is like, oh, I've oh, changed. thank you, movie trope, for not <laughs> letting her come run back to him. Because yeah. that would have just pissed me the hell off. Yeah. I mean, yeah, something that yeah. actually happens in real life. Yeah. She People got a new boyfriend. People move on. I'm sorry, you're too late. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry you have your shit together now, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and even though she has a new boyfriend, she didn't turn up at the, the hall at the end either. So yeah. at least that we saw there no, was no, no. which that was, in that was movie not the focus of that. <laughs> in movie language anyway. that means she didn't turn up yeah, exactly that, that there was no shot her. of her yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly yeah. but yeah I I was watching the film and then at the end I was thinking about it and just going like aside from I guess wanting to hammer in the emotional aspect of he is giving up everything he was working for to work mm-hmm. on this so that the whole girlfriend was basically a, a mute point. <laughs> There's no. <laughs> I I think you could have cut her out of the film and still had a good like a great film. I suppose I don't know. I'd have to see how it <laughs> would play, but I'd like. I didn't mind it. It wasn't an overly long film, no, so it, it, it wasn't, didn't feel like that. It needed I, cut. No, I'm not saying that it was padded or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's just that thinking back on it, I thought you know you could cut out. All scenes with 
that girl and you wouldn't have a film where it's any less him getting obsessed over this stuff. I'll get a little bit on my feminism high horse though. We had so many films this year that were just Mm -hmm. groups of men. I mean, there aren't many roles for women so I'm happy that there was something in there because I mean you think like a film like Foxcatcher there's like one woman in that for like two scenes (laughs) (laughs) the the Hulk's wife (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm just gonna call call her Hulk's wife but those those were a lot of the films this year so you know I didn't mind it I didn't mind it at all that's another thing I don't want to come across no 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 I wasn't trying to say that you were by saying that what you know <laughs> but, but it's nice to have a small role in there. I will say another fantastic small role I thought was Paul Reiser. I thought he was absolutely great. Yeah. And someone I don't think of. I mean, he's, for me, always been a sitcom actor. And yeah, uh, I, not I don't really know familiar with many of his film roles. Nah, not really. And I think he's done a lot of strict video type yeah. things or a lot of rom-com type stuff. Yeah. I, um, where's that, the friend or I think that's like a that. problem with... With me growing up in the UK, is that mm. a lot of the either sitcom actors that are now doing film or stuff like that, I end up missing out on because we mm. didn't get all of the sitcoms that you yeah. guys had over here. Or like, growing up when mm. I did, we didn't have that sitcom. We had another one. So. Exactly. <laughs> but I thought he was great. I could have used more scenes with him and Miles yeah. Teller. Yeah. Um, no, especially like uh, there was that great dinner table scene. Where was... clearly he has like all of his children are fairly successful. Yeah, <laughs> and you could argue that Miles Teller is probably the most success successful, but gets the least respect. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, it, because it, he's just oh wanting to be a drummer. It's well, it not was, a real yeah, job. It was a really interesting scene because it, it it does kind of show these people that are doing the American football stuff or doing the oh I'm class president at this thing. Like these are seen as big stepping stone type thing whereas someone that is working to become a really great musician it's like oh you're 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 doing this artsy thing well that's nice (laughs) oh oh, you tell jokes oh that's nice you just want to tell jokes the rest of your life and be a comedian yeah Yeah. that's nice (laughs) it's one of those things of i don't think any of them had heard him drumming at a recent set like yeah since he's been working so hard on this and they're all still just going, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> oh, this person's been doing yeah. this. It really so, was... I mean, I guess a lot of that was was to kind of show that he's not getting a ton of support from, from I them. Mean, I mean, I know his he and his dad are close, obviously, yeah. that by showing them go to the movies all the time. I mean, of yeah. course, he's a grown, grown young man, but he still goes to the films with his dad, which I thought was really sweet and yeah, nice to show. Yeah. That's, that was a cool mm-hmm. little thing for him. I mean, mm-hmm. he... I was thinking when I was watching that scene is that he that's when you really start to see his ego. He rightfully so is annoyed that these people are getting the credit, but then he goes into the asshole territory with mm. really pointing out like you know, oh you, you just kick a ball around <laughs> like mm. that's good yeah and what are you going to do with that later? <laughs> like, yes. like, what is your plan B? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you break a leg, which, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, technically that would be true of him as well, right? As yeah, we saw, well, you, you oh injure your arm, you are. Uh, oh, the scenes with his just hands just raw and bloody were just horrifying to yeah. watch. Although, I will say that even, like, obviously we're jumping around in the film here, but uh, he he gets hit by a truck on the way to get this spot that 
he fought for and because he forgot his sticks he's not going to get it but <laughs> yeah he's like that's my part mm. he gets hit by the truck and he still makes it to the place <laughs> with his arm clearly not in shape for playing oh he's yeah just, Thing. It's hanging like Bob Dole's arm, if yeah. anyone's old enough to get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bob Dole. <laughs> Bob Dole. <laughs> but even with his arm like that, I still think he plays all right until he reaches the point of just not being able to grip anymore. Like yeah. The actual drumming was, was fairly good until he drops that stick the first time. <laughs> it's like, you are done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to move to JK a little more. The Oscar winner. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, definitely. We spent a lot of time on Miles Teller, which is fine. He's, you know, he is the star of the film. Yeah. But JK Simmons, I think, is equally <laughs> the star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, winner for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. I, a fellow Ohio State Buckeye. All right. JK. Um, <laughs> I wrote down, yeah, JK Simmons makes this film. I he, <laughs> he is incredible. Deserves that Oscar every yeah. bit of it. And um, it's really interesting as well because going into it, my main image of J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson, because really? that that is mm-hmm. the that is the most I've seen from him before going to see this film. Coming out of this film, I no longer have that. Like J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. I, I'd love to see him play the, the role again because I think it, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun seeing him on screen, but. Yeah, like this this really showed the range that the guy has, where you get a lot of the being emotional, even if he might actually be faking it a little bit or something. Oh, I, no, like, no, no. I absolutely love that scene where he found out one of his former students had passed away. Yeah. And I, th- I thought that's what got him the Oscar, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it... Because for him, someone who is just a hard-nosed, dick <laughs> for uh, an hour so. and a half um, for him to show that vulnerability and I will admit at first I thought it was a ploy I thought he's he's doing something here yeah. to manipulate them and but it was felt like a genuine moment and because he just ends it by saying I just thought you should know about it yeah and you know and then all right let's get you know wipes his eyes let's get started <laughs> yeah yeah and and you got to see as well you did see the point where he got the phone call and you know he kind of explodes at that point so it clearly is a very raw thing for him but but then later in the film you find out that when he told the guys that it had been a car crash you find out that the guy that had died his former student spoiler had Mm -hmm. in fact killed himself so you don't you don't know once you've been told that it's like well the kind of raw emotion there was it him being mad at himself mm-hmm. or was it as he says later just him genuinely being sad that this guy had passed on and maybe it was the point of his protege that could have been the next this uh, guy yeah. and now he can't be this guy yeah. so he's lost it now <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's what it was um, either way like he nailed that bit like he nailed being able to give out these beats from this guy and Mm. I'm just laughing right now at a picture of him screaming at at the fat trombone which which I think was a fantastic it was funny too I don't know where you're going but yeah yeah, that that scene the the first scene where you really see J.K. Simmons being this guy and 
he comes in, they start playing stuff, and then he he knows someone's out of tune, and so he oh, zooms yeah. in on this trombone mm-hmm. guy, and he's like, "Play it." Do you think you're out of tune? Get rid of the guy, and the second he's out the door. For the record, you were out of tune, <laughs> but he didn't know the difference. So yeah, yeah that's why he's gone. Yeah, it's like that. That was, I think, probably if you the, don't know you're in tune or not. The yeah. perfect introduction to. So this is what this guy is like. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a little bit of it was like uh, early Ermy in Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Um, in that opening scene, uh, you know, where you do not want to piss this guy off, but goddamn it, he's funny too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, he's he's mad at these guys, but he really is just trying to push them forward, mm-hmm. and he's trying to. Really well, it gets back to what you started so. the podcast with. There's two schools of thought to get people to perform, fear or love. Yeah. You know, get them to love you or get them to fear you. And a lot of people choose that fear. Yeah. Um, you know, there's lots of coaches that do that. I know you're not a youth, <laughs> but there's, you know, Bobby Knight, who's a, you know, college basketball oh, coach. Oh, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Chair thrower, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Gets the best out of his players, but also they hate him, usually. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so. I, I think it's one of those things of five years down the line when you've moved on and you're working in something else you can look back and think mm-hmm. you know well I didn't like the guy but he mm-hmm. was pushing me mm-hmm. and I think obviously that's the, the school that this guy's going for but obviously to the extreme mm-hmm. yeah or you could also have the thought of wow this basketball turned into nothing now I don't have a degree I want I lost my girlfriend that I really loved mm-hmm. and screw that guy <laughs> so you could have both guys yeah you can and I I want to talk a little bit about the ending of it. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. Because obviously it's a scene very highly charged because... Uh, should we preface it with Miles meets up with... Uh, I think so, yeah. What has it been? Like, how many months? I so think it was six summer, months, or something it, okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. It had been a while. He clearly dropped out of the school that he'd been going to. Mm-hmm. And he ends up seeing that his old teacher, who has now been fired, is doing some jazz stuff at this club. So he, he goes in. Who he... Well, yeah, I guess I won't lead with that. Go ahead. No. All right. <laughs> I think you know what I was going to say, but yeah, go ahead. Right. So, so he goes in, sees the guy on the piano doing some nice jazz, and then ends up talking to him. And you kind of get the feeling that the guy, he's been chewed out, he's gone from his post and he gives a speech of like yeah I will never apologize for what I tried to do mm-hmm. and uh, oh his... and that oh my gosh can we say the the what does it say the two most damaging words yes in sandwiches good, good job, job. Yeah. yeah which <laughs> I I do kind of agree in mm-hmm. a way because once like... you start patting yourself on the back then you're comfortable with where you are yeah, obviously. <laughs> drive forward. Obviously, when it comes to some things, mm. saying good job <laughs> is fine. Like, yeah. But yeah, when you're talking to someone who is trying to better their craft, then oh just the words. Can you imagine job. JK's that character uh, having like a three year old that colors him a picture? <laughs> what the fuck is this supposed to be? A puppy? This is shit. Tear it up and throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. Instead that, of saying good job. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, Oh yeah, there's not the second round. It's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this thing? Just some scribbles. (laughs) Then it's in for a raw shark test. There we go. Get on my tempo, you little brat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 
Oh, uh, I see uh, him as a dad now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that scene in the uh, jazz club. Yeah, yeah. It, and it was one of those things where um, he talks about, you know, uh, some guy came forward and talked about mm-hmm. what I did and that ended up with me getting all mm-hmm. this. And you see the look on Miles' face where it's like, okay, I think I've gotten away with this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to say anything right now. Yeah. I'm going to ruin it. And he ends up inviting him to play with this jazz band on stage. I can't remember where it was. For, it was yeah, it's just some nice con- concert benefit type yeah, thing. Saying, yeah, saying, you know, <laughs> I've got some of the best musicians I'd like you to come play. Yeah, it's the drummer. old set, you know it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he then goes on the stage. JK walks out, goes to the mic and says, We'd like to start with a new piece. Yeah, and you just did you see that coming at all? I did not. I, I didn't, but it didn't shock me. Okay, <laughs> like, but yeah, it's hard to catch you off guard, and I was yeah. wondering if you were caught off guard by that because that yeah, completely I, shocked me that he threw him under the bus. I, I, w- I will say that I was kind of surprised in the jazz club that J.K. Simmons' character didn't know mm-hmm. that it was him. Like it, it something didn't quite ring with me that mm-hmm. this guy didn't know. It, it also surprised me that he was willing to sacrifice his own professionalism or his own appearance as, you know, being in charge of these guys I, by having a shit drummer up there. <laughs> I guess. You know? But, o- although, um, as you saw, he just kind of played it off. It's like, yeah, I, I do apologize. I don't know mm, what's going on. So yeah. he, was, he was, I think he always had that in his pocket of, like, I, I can get out of this. Although... Two things. Number one, he was obviously assuming the guy would just leave. Yeah. So he was going to play the rest of the set without the drummer. Like, well, I'm sure he had someone ready to go. Or, maybe. I, I, yeah. I didn't see anyone else there. So. Uh, yeah, possible, uh, maybe possible he, plot hole. Maybe but, he was going to just... Mm-hmm. He had someone planted in the audience. Just like, oh, well, how about, I know you can play, get up mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And second, it's a jazz band, right? Yes. Shouldn't he be able to improvise something? I mean, even I, if I it wouldn't necessarily about, be specifically yeah. in the song, surely you'd be able to hear the rest of the instruments and kind of give something, at least you think along you the rhythm. You could just do some, could just keep in time with the music yeah, and right. not do anything crazy. Right, yeah. <laughs> Assuming no solo turns up, yeah. you should be okay. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that happens. <laughs> and then uh, uh, another scene I loved is when his father's there and they just hug. And, yeah. like... That, yeah, <laughs> that he, almost got me. He, yeah, he, he walks. Like, he just wants to hug his dad. He walks off, that. and then the dad's there, just like, "Yeah, let just go. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't need this." At which point, you see Miles just like, "No, <laughs> I'm, I'm see, not." See, really. I, I love that too because I was I was willing to accept that ending of, yeah. "Okay, this isn't going to be for me," yeah, or I, at least not in this way. Yeah, um, it, I mean, it would have yeah. been. It's one of those things where either way. Him deciding like I am done. Mm-hmm. That's a good ending. Like mm-hmm. he he finally accepts that what he's yeah. been working towards, mm-hmm. at least with this guy. Like just isn't it? That's just not the way he should go. That's a mm-hmm. really good ending. And then also overcoming this. And yeah, a much better ending. Yes, where he's to hell with you. Uh, you're not getting to get the best of me. No, and yeah. Which. He just, oh my god, he goes on that solo for like five minutes. Yeah. The the, the two things, again, two things here with this. Number one, 
no one in that audience is hiring this guy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't care how good a drummer he is. Mm-hmm. The fact that he did that and how he did it, <laughs> no one's going to take him on. Like, <laughs> if I hire this guy, what's he going to do? He's just going to do what he wants. He's not going to do what uh, I want. You so. might be overthinking it a bit. And I'm you probably. also might want that renegade, too. You yeah, know. true. I mean, yeah. Assuming he's a good drummer, then yeah, maybe, maybe you'll just take the guy on. But yeah. whatever. <laughs> Yeah, they say, hmm, okay, I'm going to come in. I'm just going to do this. Do, 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 do. And then say, no, we need to do this. No. Do, 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 do. <laughs> no. I'll cue you in. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yes, it is. Do, 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 do. Oh, I love that, though. When, uh, Fletcher comes up and is like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like, I'll cue you in. And just, yeah. uh, like, just goes back to his thing. I, I got, when they, when they got to it, like, mm-hmm. what, four minutes in, where it's like, all the sound just goes. Mm-hmm. And he's drumming, and it's like, okay, so this is kind of showing like he's in, I guess, the zone. Like he's mm-hmm. reached a point where it's like, this is him having finally clicked everything that he's mm-hmm. been going. He's he's, he's got reached his drum nirvana. Yeah, <laughs> he is in. He doesn't the, feel the pain. He is in yeah. the fucking tempo. He yeah, is. but I didn't really get what they were going for. It was just going on so long mm-hmm. that I was like. Is this what a drum solo in a jazz thing is like? I don't. <laughs> I didn't get it. I think once again overthinking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, I he's, it for what it he's was. trying to get the respect of J.K.'s character. I don't know if he's trying to. I think that's more of a, a byproduct. I think he's just wanting to show that he has. He's got what the it takes. Yeah. That he's, yeah, yeah. That you're not going to intimidate me. Um, yeah. I think the respect is a bonus. I think because yeah. I do think at the end, I I think that Fletcher does respect him. You, you get the nod. I, I think he was pissed <laughs> off, but yeah, you, you get yeah. the nod. Yeah. yeah, it it definitely goes from him being pissed off to him kind of seeing it and then just being like, "All right, I'll go with this. I'll, I'll get this." Mm-hmm. But it, <laughs> he had very little choice at that yeah, point to I go with it. Yeah, sure. Other taking than ripping the, drums the sticks, away. yeah, <laughs> kicking the drum, yeah, putting his foot through the drum. Yeah. Yeah, but I I do think even though, you no, know, good drumming and all that, I did think it went on just a little, uh, see, a little I think, too long. I think they needed to make you feel bad um, <laughs> to get the excess. Yeah, it? because if it's two minutes or something, does it have the effect? Does it have three minutes? So you want to make sure it has. Yeah, you, you that wanna, effect. You want to know like he is just doing this just. Just because mm-hmm. he can do it, he's showing. So it needs yeah. to feel like it's too long, like like a silence when someone's trying to exert their power over you and yeah. waiting for you to speak. It needs to be a long time. Uh, so I felt like this needed to be long, and I, I think it was right about where well, it needed I, to be. I, I mean, I, I I fully understand like the mm-hmm. decisions that went into that and all that. It's like, maybe it was because I wasn't I wasn't. F- Fully there with like what exactly is happening here mm-hmm. until at the end when like it just yeah. when it finished and I was like oh okay now I get it so I think it was because I, I wasn't I wasn't up to speed as it were mm-hmm. during you were lag you were dragging not yeah rushing. Uh, I, I was dragging a little <laughs> so you do know the difference <laughs> I do I do know the difference <laughs> put in the sound of a slap there uh, I don't want to actually say that. <laughs> okay. uh, um, but yeah I. I thought that the whole film kind of feels like a jazz piece in and of itself. You got the moments where it just kind of all speeds up and like mm-hmm. you're getting 
all of this stuff on screen and then it takes takes a slow mm-hmm. time and of course that being that being said you also get a fantastic soundtrack like one, one of the best soundtracks to a film I've heard just good well, musicians playing good and pieces I, I was going to say I am not a jazz fan to <laughs> say the least and this film almost made me like jazz and <laughs> I definitely love the pieces in this movie yeah um, still not a jazz fan but <laughs> I will I will uh, second your uh, soundtrack opinion yeah. Well, I mean, there's one thing I saw a review of this film where they said, "I don't know about you, but if somebody knows Whiplash and whatever the other Caravan mm-hmm. off by heart, they're a good musician. Like, <laughs> these guys are extremely good. technical, difficult. Yeah, like, it's yeah. something that not only is it really difficult to get the tempo, but to know it uh, is insane. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's what the Miles character does know. Like, yeah. yeah, he he manages to learn them by heart, and yeah, not needing the sheet music or anything. Yeah, so I can't. I don't think even if I started learning the drums now, I don't know if I'd ever get to that point of being able to do some of these incredible pieces off the top of my head. Like, I, don't, I yeah, mean, it, it's a world I know very little about. Yeah, it's so. something that. I don't think anyone outside of that world will ever truly get <laughs> is just how much time and effort does go into these things. I mean, the same way that people that haven't been studying film might not get everything you see on the screen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but there's always something to appreciate. So, yeah, you know, when you listen to just any piece of music, or yeah. even popular <laughs> music, you know, there's more going into it than what an amateur or an novice's ears can hear. Well, I mean, there'll be be artists that I may not like their music at all, but I would never say they're bad singers. Like, yeah, Mm. there's some people out there, uh, like Lady Gaga, for instance. I'm not a fan of Lady Gaga, but that girl can sing. Like, she is really good. American Horror Story. Looking forward to her American Horror Story. She's meant for that show. (laughs) I I was going to say... I think a season too late. Wouldn't the last one Freak Show? Sorry. Freak Show would have been, yeah. Or Asylum. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I think my wife is into American Horror Story. Sorry. My wife. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think she was kind of shocked, like, why, why is Lady Gaga getting into it? It's like, no, I, I can see the, the they named the show after her, so she might as well be in the show. <laughs> all right? Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Let's run with that. Nothing at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else about... Mr. Uh, Whiplash? Well, what... what <laughs> Mr. Whiplash. Isn't, that's what it was known as in... In the UK, that, right? Mr. That, that sounds like a mascot or something. <laughs> That's the all-state mascot Monsieur now, Mister Whiplash. Mr. Whiplash. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Uh, well, what, what did you think of the the style of the film, the look of it? Because I I was thinking a lot of times it seemed to be lit the same way that a jazz club would be lit, like the sort of the dim I've lighting. I've never been in an official jazz club. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can only assume from right. what I've seen in other films of jazz clubs. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, like, yeah, a lot of dim it lighting. It was very cool, very stylish. Yeah. Uh, it was a very limited color palette, but I liked the, the yeah. blacks and the browns. and the, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, very uh, subdued, I think, like the, the colors in the film, which... 
But have let the performances stay in front. Exactly. There was no, like, bright colors in front of these fantastic performances, which is... Yeah, those yeah, those didn't want you to be detracted from that at Exactly, all. and I... And that and the music were what, <laughs> what you needed. Yeah, one of my favorite things about film is when you find something where it's the performance is front and center. Like, there's, yeah. there's nothing else on screen that is taking away from it, which yeah. you get... So, obviously, the set director, set design, knew, like, it's their job to <laughs> be in the background... To, yeah. you know, to make a good-looking film. Well, of course, because you always want the film to look good. Exactly. <laughs> but you don't want to be that first thing that people say is, oh, that film looked amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't want to talk about J.K., first of all. You want to talk about Miles yeah. Teller. You want to talk about the music. Basically, they want to listen to this podcast. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Way to bring so, it back home. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's one of those, a slightly a sad thing, actually, where if you are a costume designer, a set designer, the best thing that can ever be said about your work is that no one noticed. Like, exactly. is, is that like you did effects. so good a job yeah. that people weren't picking at it. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, oh, that is just mm-hmm. that. Yeah, no one would wear that. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is something that you don't see a lot of, and I think mostly minimalist films is what you see a lot of really good stuff like this going in. And I think that. Hollywood could learn a lot from, you know, just try and maybe scale back a little bit on everything else and just mm-hmm. go with these types of things. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I said they could learn a lot. They I could, didn't say they, they would will. learn a yeah, lot. true, true enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah right. <laughs> I'm just depressed because we're in a downtime of movies right now before spring. True, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think the biggest film coming out soon, obviously, would be uh, Age of Ultron. Mad Max. <laughs> what? Yes, I know, but Tom Hardy, Age of Ultron, and Mad Max. So I think okay. uh, uh, <laughs> the two big films coming out, yeah. and then I think what we got another month or two before the uh, the summer blockbuster period hits. Yeah. So <laughs> there you are. <laughs> like, give me give me a few films like Whiplash and stuff to watch in between exactly. the big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that would be. I guess the the dream would be that you'd have like two or three big films throughout the year, and then several just nice, good acting, like r- smallish film mm-hmm. in between. So you got kind of the highs, and then I don't want to say lows, but you mm-hmm. you got the rhythm, as yeah. it were. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, I love films like this and just yeah. character pieces. Exactly, and it, it's something that you don't see as often as you really want to coming no. out of and I, this stuff. I, uh, I'll say I delayed seeing this for a long time because I didn't think I cared for it. I'm like, eh, really? I'm about jazz drumming. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, and I knew the premise, like, oh, he's a mean guy. And <laughs> then I just watched it on demand and liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. I, mean, I This is one of the films that I would love to, assuming that they put it on the Blu-rays and stuff. I would love to get the Blu-ray just to see the behind-the-scenes stuff and see what went into this and what mm-hmm. the actors had to say about their performances and what they had to go through. Because I think listening to J.K. Simmons talk about the preparation for the role and all of that, mm-hmm. like, I, I think that would be really interesting. <laughs> I do want to see a gag reel of when he's yelling at them, too. There's yeah. got to be one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where he keeps messing up his lines. Yeah, and it... 
Although the question is, like, how much of that did they let him just go <laughs> off on? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think if you if you script too much of that, yeah. then you will get a lot of breaks and mm-hmm. guffaws and stuff. But if you just let him pick what he thinks is right in the moment, then I'd love to see all the know. alternate takes, of which I'm sure there are plenty. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of makes me think that what if I'd had a teacher kind of like that, just pushing everything in any other subject that I did at school? Like, what mm-hmm. would I have ended up being a geography major or something? Like, if or I just had the one, end up hating that subject. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I I've never had the teacher that just like pushes like this guy, and I, <laughs> and I don't know was that a good thing or was that mm-hmm. a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> I think the viewpoint of the film was this was too far. Uh, yeah, is that he went too yeah. far? But then you get the sort of redemption at the end, sort of, where it's mm-hmm. like, he was pushing the guy too far, but now look what the guy's doing. It's mm-hmm. like, was he validated in the end with this for, one guy? For one guy, yeah. I mean, but then what? <laughs> what's the cost? Exactly. For, you have that one great guy, but you have how many students that are emotionally damaged <laughs> uh, right, that are right? going to carry that emotional damage into their personal relationships that are <laughs> going to be affected by that their entire well, life. Well, I'll bet you anything. If you were to ask the Fletcher character, was it worth it? He oh, would say, say yes. yes. Right? Of course it's worth it, yeah. yeah, like, yeah well, they, those, those guys, they clearly weren't going to make it and, and mm-hmm. look what I've got now. Like, mm-hmm. listen, I've managed to teach this guy and now he's drumming like this like this is what I wanted I will say we skipped over too I did love his Fredo and Michael moment um, yeah you know him being the Michael I knew it was you right before yeah. they started playing <laughs> like and just you know just that Sicilian kiss almost yeah. yeah I thought that was great just to let him kind of shit his pants a little more before yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that was absolutely great like I knew it was you that yeah me out. yeah yeah and it, it was it was one of those things where it was great to see that character just kind of turn, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, that that was as you were saying, like the thing that you just don't see coming at that point, especially mm-hmm. given how quick it was as well, and like nothing leading up between him asking him mm-hmm. and him walking over. Yeah, to him. because there's nothing. Nothing, there. nothing in that conversation <laughs> in that jazz club indicated he was going to fuck him over. No, and, and <laughs> like then, they had a pleasant conversation. They seemed almost like they were friends, and they had reached mutual ground. Yeah, and then when he went in and the band talking to the guy, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Fine." The only thing that didn't 100 percent sit with me, I guess, in that scene was how nice he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he didn't swear period <laughs> when he was talking to that band and yeah. I was thinking like he wouldn't change that much like mm-hmm. he wouldn't take all of that out of him so mm-hmm. maybe there's something there I don't know <laughs> but still I, I'm, I was pleasantly surprised and this script got screwed over by the Oscars uh, <laughs> <laughs> once again one of the many screw overs by the Oscars this year yeah but uh, it shouldn't have even been an adapted it should have been an original screenplay because um, it was very loosely yeah. based on this little well, that, idea I mean, yeah. that's the I think that's the problem you're going to get with a lot of films now is that you, if someone says oh my idea came from this even if it's nothing like that, it's like, well, that's not your original idea. But that is his screenplay. That yeah. is Damien Chazelle's screenplay. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it was a wonderful screenplay. Yeah, fantastic writing, 
brilliant acting. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it, it had all the things that make a movie like this work. Um, <laughs> where obviously you don't need the effects, you don't need super colorful stylized, no, no. you need great performances that are given great writing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and obviously for this yeah. film, great music, great which music. it had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, given all that... Given all that, yes. <laughs> shall we, we get into our rating? I suppose we shall. Alright, well, uh, I will take first? the lead. Alright, I will give this... I've been going back and forth between a couple. I'm um, mm-hmm. trying to give it the long-run rating, or the yeah. kind of what's fresh rating. Well, to tell you but, what, just, mm-hmm. just because we don't reiterate it often enough, our rating system... We start at zero, being an absolute perfect film. We found nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And then we take away, at our own discretion, points for this, that, and the other. What we try and do is, if we really like the film, there's not much. It's like, just minus we're point just, one, point we're two. We're just negative people, so we like it, going in. Exactly. <laughs> you may have so noticed. if it really bothers you, just switch that negative side into a plus. Into a plus. And, like a grading, and, and then add. <laughs> yeah, the, the higher the... If yeah. you're swapping it, the yeah. higher the number means the more things we found wrong yeah. with it. So, so plus three would be like yeah. a plus seven. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. And, then, really. and then as we... As we go down, we get into the the murky waters. I think, of, wow, I think we just Lincoln ended. might have been our highest. I think I gave that a minus point one. Yeah, Lincoln <laughs> definitely one of the highest races we've done. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and if you are a a continued listener of this podcast, you might have just listened to what is probably our lowest rated. <laughs> My, I don't think I can get lower than minus infinity. Yeah. Negative yeah. infinity. I, you, you haven't given yourself much leeway there. You're gonna have to reinvent. I painted myself into a corner with that one. <laughs> I, but I almost want to find a film you hate more than Mordecai now. Oh wow, that's a tough mission. You might die before that happens. <laughs> well, I that can be the last episode we do. I will find a film you hate more than Mordecai. Great bushy beards. <laughs> I found it. Great bushy beard. Crusty jugglers. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. now we've gone off the rails. Yes, we have. Right. Yes, uh, your rating, sir. Rating, rating. I'm going to give this a minus 1.5. Okay. I thought it was excellent. Um, <laughs> very little bothered me about this film. No. Uh, I didn't think it ran long. I know you mentioned the girlfriend that was kind of eh, not so uh, important. A superfluous character, but not the but, scenes. But so, she was yeah. there to illustrate that point, and... I think she needed a couple of those scenes just to illustrate that. But yeah, minus one point five. Um, like we've everything we've talked about, I absolutely love that this is J.K. Simmons <laughs> and Miles Teller's movie. Yeah, uh, just yeah. some of the best. I mean, this is such a good year for male performances. Um, going back on what I said before yeah. about there was a lot to choose from, but they were two of the best. I thought. Yeah. All year. Yeah, really well done. Um, well, my rating, I think. I was trying to think about it in terms of just how I rate this film because when it comes to like experience film, there's not many films that I've had where it's been like, that was the best film experience I've ever had. I think as of right now, Pacific Rim is my best experience film experience I've ever film, had. Yeah. Just, just because of how that made me feel when I was in the cinema there. So I, I my rating is definitely just uh, like, my critical thinking of this film mm-hmm. and I'm going to go with a minus one for wow, this nice. uh, like, I thoroughly enjoyed watching it The as we were saying the performances were excellent the 
the film looked really good <laughs> and some music that really did make me think like I might not go out and buy a jazz album but like yeah I, <laughs> no I won't it's definitely one of those things of like you know, yeah I'd like to just kind of have some well, jazz if I buy it it might be the so. soundtrack to Whiplash <laughs> yeah there we go we'll get, we'll get some Whiplash going <laughs> yeah that's about it but yeah there's uh there's not not much I could say against the film. Obviously, I I have said the the thing that I thought was just kind of pointless was in my own personal feelings that the, the the girlfriend was there specifically so that she could then not be there. So it was kind of, it was almost like just I'm just going to dangle this here and then throw it away. Okay, we're done with that. Move on. Yeah. So, but yeah, I understand why she was in there. But yeah, so definitely minus one from me. <laughs> Yeah, see it if you haven't already. See yeah, it again if really you have there. already. <laughs> Either way, see it again. Yeah. It's, it's at Redbox. I'm sure it'll be on Netflix in like it's six on, months. I think it's on demand right now. Well, I don't know if it's available for rent. I know it's available for purchase on demand. Right. Uh, it might be both, but yeah. Find a way to see it. <laughs> yes, and then, you know, if you're listening to this in a year's time, just like, why don't you own a DVD? I mean, really, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah all right. enough of that. <laughs> all right. Any uh, uh, closing business? Uh, i just reiterate, like, find us on Twitter, Twitter Facebook, yeah, email. Just, uh, like, get a hold of us and tell us what you thought of Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, we'd yes. love to hear what your takes are mm-hmm. and what your takes on our takes are. And so. try to stay on our tempo, please. Yes, please do. <laughs> Don't make yeah. us Twitter yeah. slap you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm, I'm sure we could find any number of clips of J.K. Simmons that we will just bombard you with. Absolutely. All <laughs> right, well... I have been Brian. And I have been Paul. We'll see you next time. Bye.